0: They know the secret of the ooze. If you like toys from the future and movies from the past, good, because Frankie and Jim make a podcast. Welcome to Frankie and Jim make a podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Frankie. This is allegedly, supposedly and possibly a podcast.
1: Yay, podcasting!
0: Hooray for podcasting! Podcasting continues to bring us into the forefront of the next year of the pandemic. Congratulations, Frankie, on our one-year pandemic anniversary.
1: Yeah, one-year <laughs> pandemic anniversary.
0: Did you get a cake?
1: That's... No, I, I, I can't even think of a funny joke to say.
0: I honestly, I feel like I should have gotten myself a cake. Like I didn't get one, and then I was like, that eh, would have been morbid and grotesque to get a cake. But then I was like, Boy, at least you would have had fucking had cake. Like I, I got
1: a, I got a colonoscopy.
0: That's not like that. I, that's no, that's not a thing to like to start with. To, cake? No, well, I mean, hopefully at the same time. <laughs> that seems really messy.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it was all in one end, so that's fine.
0: All right. Well, that's also. I'm not sure you had a colonoscopy. <laughs> as much as well, I had a frontal else. colonoscopy. Um, I think there's a. Not that I want to reference this particular musician because he's kind of a dick, but um, just you know, sounds like you might be describing a Marilyn Manson song called "Cake and Sodomy." <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. But um,
1: who's Marilyn Manson?
0: Who's who's that? I don't did that person who's exist that? ever? I'm not sure. Um, I thought we canceled him. Hot Topic called. They have requested their Crusader back. Um, <laughs> but, um, anyway. Well, happy pandemic anniversary, uh, and I say that not because it's actually Same happy, but because we've been doing this for a year, and uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely been a year of like how do you buy toys and live life and get toilet paper and um, get groceries and basically do everything from the seat of your own desk or couch or whatever. So um, I'm glad that to have spent that time with you in part doing podcasting and, uh, before podcasting, just remember, remember a year ago when you were doing Instagram lives and like, that's like one of the ways we started doing this was that like, you were just going on Instagram live in the middle of the pandemic and being like, we're going to drink drunk. scotch now <laughs>
1: yeah. and getting drunk just, <laughs> like, just, and just uncomfortably drunk on Instagram live was, that connection was like, to people.
0: That was the thing that was happening a year ago. I started thinking about this, that it was like one year ago, we were all in the mode of like, it's all going to fucking end. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't matter if you get drunk on Instagram. Nothing's yeah, going is- to matter anyway. You're never nope. going to be around to pay off these loans by anything. <laughs> Look.
1: Yeah, I definitely did some crazy spending. Like,
0: <laughs> not like not
1: like crazy, but I bought a lot of useless production gear.
0: Yeah, I bought um a a fucking twenty five year old Play-Doh set, so
1: <laughs> Well then there you go. <laughs> At least I could get use out of some of my stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, to be fair, it's a Ghostbusters Play Doh set with the glow in the dark play-doh and the play-doh is still somewhat squishy. Uh Ooh. so it's like kind of a collector's item. But uh yeah, I I it's been a year and uh, I'm glad that in that year that we found time and uh, space and peace to do this and have fun with it. So, um, it's, not yeah, it's, fr- it's not our it's not our podcast anniversary because we didn't start potting in March, but we did start being like we should talk about things more.
1: <laughs> we should we should communicate about the things that we like to yeah. each other. yeah, and have people listen to it.
0: Yeah, we should put things out in the world and be less afraid of judgment because we're more afraid of just dying.
1: <laughs> exactly. I, I had to explain that to my to my boss the other day. Something came up about vaccines and such. I'm like, yeah, you know, I want to get it. I, I don't want to keep going outside of my house and fearing I'm going to die by touching something.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or
1: talking to someone, you know, it just, Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, just, hey, I decided I was going to go and self-checkout, and I didn't realize that somebody snotted on the self-checkout. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, exactly. So Snot on the self-checkout. So, ugh,
0: yeah. Um, sidebar, one day I'm going to figure out how to invent elf-on-a-shelf checkout, which is just like, you bring that elf and he checks you out. <laughs> like they just staff all the checkout stands of the annoying elf it, it, but, it would
1: just it would just be like you walk in and you get an elf on a shelf scanner
0: yeah that would work and then
1: you have to put him on the shelf when you check out but you have he, to position
0: the elf in a weird way that would make for a decent instagrammable photo in order to pr- properly check out <laughs> exactly yeah ha- because
1: you have to prove that you have an elf on the shelf
0: the elf has to be like holding tampons <laughs> And KY jelly. Yeah, he's been checking out some produce in the produce section. Otherwise, you. It has a copy. And has himself. a
1: copy of Guns and Ammo.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. good. That's the, the elf has interesting hobbies when he's not on your shelf. The things he does is, you know, we won't get into it in this podcast. He there likes to dry
1: render meat.
0: It might be. Tra- it might be traumatizing. Um, so uh, you know, I don't, especially because when you talk about what kind of meat, I mean, I hear. Reindeer. I just said. I hear reindeer You said meat. reindeer. Yeah. Oh, did you? I missed that. I,
1: <laughs> I did say reindeer
0: meat. Shit, sorry. <laughs> well, at least we both are well-informed by reading the same sources about the, the elf on a shelf.
1: Basically, the elf on a shelf is like, t- like Ted Nugent. <laughs> He's just going to sit on your shelf, dry some meat, and go wango-dango. And that's about it.
0: <laughs> so... I want a movie about the Elf on the Shelf. I've never wanted anything. I don't like Ted Nugent. I don't think Ted Nugent's a particularly great guy. But if you told me there was an Elf on the Shelf movie in which Ted Nugent was the voice of the Elf on the Shelf, I'd, I'd I would pay money to see that. That would happen.
1: Yeah, I would. I would support a Kickstarter.
0: <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Okay. I think you need to start that Kickstarter. Um. And I think we need to kickstart. This episode after our this uh you know this very brief introduction. <laughs>
1: but, yes, the eight minute introduction.
0: Yeah, well you know it's fine. Um, people are along for this ride, or they're not. It's it's cool for better Either or worse. Or, or better or worse, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, well we should touch back real quick on a few couple of things that we were talking about last week, just because we should uh, touch up uh, touch back on them. And one of them was Wandavision, and you have finished it. And yes, that means we can talk about it, which also means that if you are a human being who has not yet watched what not yet, those are words. These are called words and we use them in order to say things. Uh, If you have not yet watched WandaVision and you feel that your life may be ruined by the following few moments of us talking about how it ended, then you should probably pause this and figure out how to scrub forward in the track or be like you dicks and just turn it off. <laughs> but if you're in for a conversation, that's what we're going to talk about for a couple moments. Um, so what did you think of the end of WandaVision?
1: Um, I, I really liked where I think it's setting up the uh, uh, phase four. Mm-hmm. I think um, I really wasn't too into white vision and I really liked the battle that they had, the kind of like, yeah, you know, they had more of a battle of the minds, like...
0: Yeah, it, tur- it turns into, a, like, a philosophical, yeah. uh, logical question, right? Yeah, it was
1: basically, like, uh, trying to answer who am I and who is the original Vision, because I have to destroy the ev- original Vision. But then, when he, you know, gets all the memories back from, you know, Wanda's Vision, and uh, then, like, he says, I am Vision, and just flies away, and I'm like, what? The- what?"
0: yeah. I mean, uh, and I've heard you, like what I've heard some interesting like interpretations of this, which is to suggest that he received the data. Right. Like vision was like he like his vision doesn't pass the memories as much as like Wanda's unlocks vision them, yeah. unlocks the data. Right. Like he basically is just like, hey, somebody basically put algorithm like security holds on your files, boss. I can fix that. But he doesn't have the same emotional connection to those memories right like he just basically experiences them as raw data so it's like he's got to go figure out how to process that data i think is sort of the idea but he's not compelled to go find wanda because he there's like it's the mind stone that gives the sort of like uh soul right or like emotional connection to no it's the
1: soul stone that gives the soul
0: well, I would agree. That's true. It's a like, soul for a soul. That is true. But um, but you get what I'm saying. Like that, the essence of the of our Vision, who we know from the movies, right? Oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is is the Mind Stone, right? And uh, without the Mind Stone, Vision is sort of just like a robot that just got a lot of new data. it's <laughs> so. He's Johnny Five.
1: Yeah. No, he's he's pretty, Johnny Five's alive. He's like, input
0: um, input
1: input i just yeah. i went full i went full et aliat um <laughs> so yeah i mean i i kind of wasn't too into that not like it was a deal breaker or anything um i like the post-credit sequence um yeah i mean I, I think it was good i i feel a little cheated on patro not being multiverse quicksilver a little bums on that. I, I was like, w- then why? Like, what are, what are you guys doing with them? This
0: fan is, service entirely.
1: It's a weird right. pull.
0: I mean, um, it's, it's, a, it's a fan service pull, and it's a misdirect. It was an easy way for them to... Like, I sort of... So, watching the show, and as a person who stuck with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a very long time, I have gotten used to the idea that the MCU television show is probably going to do what you think it is doing, but then it is going to try and misdirect you. <laughs> right? And then it is going to be revealed that, nah, I was doing what you thought it was doing most of the time. And I feel like that's kind of what goes on with Pietro. you know, f- with fake Pietro, is that you're like, oh, they're, they can't be actually bringing these two multiverses together. They could, they, and like, then you realize that, like, no, they're not. <laughs> Like, and that's part to me is I kind of knew that by the time they got to the end of it, there was no way that this was going to be how they brought the X-Men movies and that multiverse into this. It just didn't it doesn't make sense to me. I kind of hope it
1: ends up with a swerve of like it was him the whole time, Um, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, I I I just I really dug the end where she's in a mountain and or a uh, fucking cabin in the mountains, and she's making. She's in tea. the Evil Dead cabin. Yeah, pretty much. And um, <laughs> you know, you just hear joy does. and um.
0: <laughs> I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then she's like, you know, all floating like Doctor Strange studying the uh, the dark hold, and um. Yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, so sh- she's a villain now. Like, thanks. Like, we we know she's. Like, she's doing demonic shit in yeah. that one scene, and you're like, all right, she's a villain. <laughs> like, and, like, in
0: just- the moment, you're like, you can't decide if she's going to be a villain or if she's going to start out the Doctor Strange movie as a villain or as a manipulated big bad. And, like, my interpretation was, like, you hear the screams of her kids, right? And that's what pulls her out of that trance state, and then we fade to black. And so... If like, if the comics hold true, the kids are pieces of like Mephisto's soul or something. So this could be the setup for bringing Mephisto into things, which would then make like Mephisto potentially the big bad of Dr. Strange, like the next movie. And like, but,
1: but I, I know that I think she has a cameo in the next Spider-Man movie. She plays a big part in the Dr. Strange movie. So I think we've just set her up as like, she's the bad guy. She's, she's the phase four big bad. Yeah. More powerful than Thanos. Somebody who's going to, you know, like step it up and really until we get to like a Galactus type event, I think it's just going to be yeah, her tearing apart reality and everybody trying to like solve it.
0: Yeah, probably. Like, but I think that there's still going to be a sort of moral grayness in the same way that the characters oh, always had a yeah. weird moral grayness in the book. Right. Like, yeah,
1: it's not like she's going to go full on like, yeah, like. Bat- She's basically going to be a, a more evil version of Loki.
0: And like, And If you think about it, they try to make Thanos seem almost morally gray by the notion that he's like going – his intent is to sort of like end suffering by wiping out half of things. And then he becomes like a morally evil dude in Endgame when he realizes that like the world was not great like – that the universe was not grateful no. for him. So he's like, I'll just fuck them all up then. <laughs> like- no, I mean every
1: action that he has it always has that evil intent to it. And the character trait that she's getting is, like, I just want to, like, have a happy life, but it's affecting so many people. Mm -hmm. But she's going to get to a point, I feel like, that she's going to learn how to tear the reality so that no one notices. And it doesn't affect so many people, but she can kind of do what she wants. Right. And then that's going to be the part where everybody comes in and is like, you can't do this. You're messing with things you don't know. And then she's going to, like, kind of flip out and... Not necessarily like you know, try to kill everyone, but try to definitely protect what she's created.
0: I already know what's going to happen in the next movie, and I'm gonna tell you right now. So, uh, this is this. She's gonna I,
1: create the Olsen twins.
0: No, 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 no. They're gonna create the multiverse where Tony Stark it comes back to life, but he appears only in drag, like Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire style, and he's Agatha Starkness.
1: No, I think he's gonna come back as Doctor as Doctor Doolittle.
0: <laughs> I think he's gonna come back as as Arsenio Hall in Coming to America too. That makes no sense at all. But
1: I think he's gonna come back as Chaplin. So,
0: <clears throat> all right. Well, that that would be that would be weird. He's well, gonna walk through the dark. He's gonna Joey. walk
1: through the Doctor Strange portal, like swinging a cane. No.
0: What you do, to imagine, Iron walk. Man? Imagine Iron Man <laughs> doing Charlie Chaplin for a second in your head. Just exactly. picture that.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> I want that movie.
0: I want that movie too. I actually want to see that.
1: <laughs> um, but today, the day we are recording this, we have now Falcon and the Winter Soldier to start binging. Yeah. Uh, apparently that, that takes six months, that takes place six months after the events of end game. Right. So you get a little bit into the future, uh, like, you know, you're starting to see like the, the, the fallout of like that battle, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got, it's, and then after Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's, it's Loki.
0: Well, and I'm the right. other thing that's going to be happening in that show and that started in this show is. We're going to get this build out of S.W.O.R.D., right? Like we've now like started to get this other organization other than S.H.I.E.L.D., right? That's being built out on the TV shows that is potentially going to interact, if not as a big bad way, then I think interact in a way with that, with some of these shows in the same way that... Like if you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., one of the weird dynamics is that like S.H.I.E.L.D. and the military don't really get along right and yeah they have different interests and i thought it was weird like this is my one wandavision gripe honestly is that all of a sudden the fbi are useful people in the mcu as opposed to just rubes
1: yeah because we're constantly got, having the wolves over Will. their eyes Jimmy Woo, FBI.
0: Right. But like, Jimmy Woo gives that speech where he's like, perhaps some of my friends down at Quantico. And I wanted to be like, what fucking friends at Quantico? The agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would just like walk around you guys and you'd be like, what happened? Like, you, since when did the FBI become fucking wise to the actions of the MCU? Like, the, the FBI is the most useless organization in any iteration of the MCU. Um, and so I thought that was weird. But I don't. I just think that like it's an opportunity to set up, sword, as like the oppositional version of shield against our heroes, right? And I think that that's part of what's going to happen is that like, um, I my understanding is that like U.S. Agent is going to probably show up in uh, in the Winter Soldier uh, Falcon show, right? Well, oh, yeah.
1: I mean, he's already been confirmed.
0: Yeah. So that's an, in- but the U.S. agent is presumably going to be like an agent of Sword, right? Like the sort of Captain America who's now going to act on behalf of Sword because Shield is a defunct organization that, I mean, what happened to Shield after Agents of Shield? Just gone, right? So instead, it's like Sword exists instead as this like uh, now spacefaring organization that is gonna sort of ch- a ape or mimic the things that S.H.I.E.L.D. was but be like the dark twisted version of it in some way and I really get the sense that that is what they're setting up right that that's going to be one of the principal tensions of that show will be the tension between sword and uh, the team of Falcon and Winter Soldier and then like they will have tension with each other because it's like lethal weapon
1: exactly no, I mean, <laughs> it,
0: it, and Winter Soldier is way too old for this shit
1: of course he is. He's a hundred and six.
0: Yeah, man. He's way too old for this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm interested to see that show. I, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Oh yeah, no, I'm. I'm hyped. I think. I think tomorrow is going to be a viewing of that, then a viewing of uh, Justice League in the evening. Hopefully, you can make it through it.
0: You're gonna like need to prepare for that like you would a Lord of the Rings. Uh, extended <laughs> DVD. Yeah, right. <laughs> Plan your bathroom breaks in advance. Bring like but an you entire pass. two liter bottle of soda to the tape to the to the couch. <laughs> Just
1: <laughs> oh, if I only drink soda, I'd make it through. Well, um,
0: you can bring something else. T- liquor, okay. Um, that may not help you make it through. That may make it, it may
1: make it more enjoyable. Who knows?
0: Maybe uh um, yeah
1: so no I think that's the weekend plans is kicking yeah. off some new, some new entertainment
0: all right well now I guess that we could probably declare it safe right that to come back to the water if you're
1: yes if you've earmuffed yourself you can come yeah, back
0: now. you won't understand this you won't hear this I'll put it in the episode notes when we release it I'll just say like hey from the nine minute mark of the episode until the 22 minute mark of the episode we're trying to make sure we ruin WandaVision for you so listen <laughs> so listen yeah. yeah exactly. Make sure you don't don't tune out. That's the most important part of the episode. That's also the part of the episode where we give away 1 million dollars to no one. <laughs>
1: and congratulations <laughs> to our winner. They really deserve it.
0: Million dollars not included. <clears throat> um yeah. Okay. So, the other thing that happened this week that you did, I think, and I did not do is there were more Kenner Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah. I I mean, from Walmart, I pre-ordered them. It's about exciting, as exciting as it gets.
0: Oh, here's my question What is your confidence level on receiving them?
1: Zero. Okay. But my bummed level on if I didn't pre order them and they were to show up would be 180%.
0: That's fair. That's 180%, which would give you 180 degrees on your take on life
1: exactly would, so like i don't know i talked about it with a friend and as and he kind of brought up the good point of you know well you pre-order them and if they come cool and if they don't you go out and find them it's like yeah that's a good point so yeah i you know I've, i'm very i'm very hopeful probably not gonna happen but i'm hopeful
0: i made a decision that was a little different which was just simply i'm not going to buy them and I'm okay with that. But I think that, like, I really, I'm glad people are getting what they want. And I hope that they get what they want with minimal pain. But I've gotten to this point with the Kenner Classics where, after almost a year of that, because we did the first run of them, if you think about it, Toy Fair happened in um, February of last year. And those figures were announced at Toy Fair and it was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And they were supposed to be out in April and they didn't release right. And so everybody was getting upset because they were going to store. So we're like about a year from the release of those figures. And I can honestly tell you that of all of the dumb shit that I bought in the last year, they are the thing that every time I look at them, I go, those are annoying. (laughs) And I mean, I
1: can, I, I can see that. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I look at mine. I go like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm glad I finally got them. Um, I just,
0: there's so everything about them. And it's not like there's anything. I love the cartoon, but I actually realized this, that like, I have the same problems I have with them now that I did when I was like nine, which is they fall over and their proton wands are stupid and have nowhere to go. (laughs) And, like, I don't like having them on display because they're always falling over and they're always in the way. And when they fall over, because they, like, have these big long wands, they take other shit out with them. And I just went... I don't think I'm actually deriving nostalgic joy from these purchases. Like, I think I'm actually instead creating the same frustrations that I had when I was a kid. And that's not the reason to rebuy a thing like, and that's a weird thing to come to, but it was like how I decided not to buy them was that there will be afterlife things that I want that come out this year and that I don't have enough room to keep buying all of the things. And I just bought a plasma series Ecto, which I actually like more than I thought I was going to. So, um, I decided not to buy them. And I feel like a bad person for some reason, not a bad person, like a bad fan. Like, I'm the the one guy who was like, nope.
1: (laughs) But. I I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I I pre-order them to keep the collection going. And if this is the last set, then okay, cool. Then I finish the collection. But um, also, I have my original uh, from childhood, Kenner Ecto. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's just thrashed. You know, yeah. and I, I thought about like, OK, I could, you know, buy some 3D printed parts, try to fix it up, clean it up, you know, make it make it look good Buy you know, second uh, hand sticker set on eBay. But then but this is like, easier. Yeah, exactly. This this is way easier. And, you yeah. know, me, me and Z will uh, get some fun out of it. She loves playing with the ectos that I have.
0: And I think this is an important part of this, like an important part of this conversation about why to get them. If you have kids, get them. Right. Like they're great toys for when you're a kid, like, and you want to play yeah. with them. Like, yeah,
1: she, she loves playing with the ghost.
0: Before. I just mean like, I don't have kids. Right. So like for me, I look at those figures and I'm like, okay, they're cool. They scratch a bit of an itch of like, I had these when I was a kid, but I, they, in terms of like display, like they're not, they don't fit with anything else I have. Right. Like they don't, they are not I put them next to a NECA figure and it's like, <laughs> they just look like shit. Compared to them, right? Like, and it's not because they are. It's just they are Kenner Classics figures from the 80s that are kind of cut from the same cloth and the same mold. And they're great for kids to play with. And it's sort of the same way that it's like I've gotten this point where I like it helped me to get to this point where I could say you don't need everything. Like you, you, we have, I think we have a habit as collectors to be like, you got to go out and get the next thing and you got to get the next thing in the line. And I've like reached this point again where I'm like, I don't need everything. Like, there's not a reason why I need to be like, oh, everything that comes out that's Ghostbusters and it's going to be for this new movie, I got to make sure I get one because I'm completing the collection. I'm like, no, just get the stuff that makes you happy because this is chasing down a childhood dream and then waiting for it and having, like, the nostalgic wish fulfillment via a pre-order. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, but, I am, but I do mean that. I think it's cool for those people who want them. I think it's great that they'll be available for people. Um... I'm going to put out the one hot take thing that I will say that is probably unpopular with anybody who has a branding relationship with Hasbro and is trying to facilitate that, which is that um, my money's on just waiting for the clearance aisle, folks, because <laughs> if there's the uh, last release of real Ghostbusters figures as any indication, they'll be out there and when they are, they'll be out there at yeah. way less than they were when you chased them to pre-order and got frustrated and that's been the case so far with pretty much everything Hasbro has produced with the Ghostbusters logo on it that didn't come from Hasbro Pulse. so they and may tweak it, they may figure it out, they may figure out in this second wave of stuff that they are overproducing, but um something tells me they won't so that's just hot I mean take I hy- think hypothesis so every
1: everything goes to clearance at some point so.
0: Everything goes to clearance eventually. We all die someday. Well, that just got dark. Yeah. I can't wait till I go to clearance. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. But no, I don't mean that to be like dark. I just mean that I can count the number of things that I bought at full price last year. And if I had just waited two, three months... Spangler Wands is a great example. How many people bought Spangler Wands at $100 a pop? And by the time you got from between, like they were released, I think in August, right? And by the time you got to October, November, GameStop was like, do you want to take an extra one on the way out the door with you? Like just for fun? (laughs) Because like they just were getting rid of them. And at the same time, ironically enough, Hasbro Pulse themselves were like, we don't have any. We're totally sold out. And we don't know when there might be more. Right. It was just so this is kind of my point is uh, I'm not to be like, you know, hot taking too much at Hasbro, but I do think that there is the manufactured scarcity thing with Hasbro is a little gross. And I decided not to partake in it this time around. And I imagine that these figures will be available for people who want them for those of you who get them and they're happy to get them. I'm happy for you. And I actually hope you get a firehouse. I'm not going to buy it though. <laughs> firehouse would be cool. Yeah. I would think it would be great if they made you all a firehouse. We want this. I'm
1: just happy. I don't have to buy it. You know, like the Kenner Ecto on eBay is pretty expensive. The original um, one.
0: You know, that's the other part of this that I think is good in some senses is that, uh, it stabilizes the, uh, I'm not going to, like, I don't think it's, I think there's people out there who are worried about the idea that like, Oh my God, now my Kenner Ecto that I've had since I was a kid is going to drop in value. No, it's not like There's still a diff like how many different reproduction versions of fucking He-Man exist and yet the original figures will still sell for way more than they should on eBay. Uh, But if you think about the parts market though, like you were talking about the idea that there's all these 3D parts that exist out there now because to restore a thing costs so much money and you need, I need Mm -hmm. this one piece in order to make this damn thing complete. Uh, I do think that This is a boon for those folks. My worry and my only concern is this. The downside of the real Ghostbusters figures when they came out was they intentionally designed them in a way where you could not use the new accessories with the old figures. So which I I think
1: is a is a good move because you don't want people just buying, you know, new Ghostbusters to get the proton packs and then sell their, what their old Ghostbusters be like, Oh, these are original. Sure. I I think it's a good, I think it's a good play. But
0: it also means that if you wanted to have, if you were like, Hey, I have an old Egon and I really care about my childhood Egon, but his proton pack is busted and the string came off then for you to like there was no incentive of like well I could just buy this new one and I could steal his parts and I could put him back together and use the new one to sort of refab the old one and instead you're still chasing after those old vintage parts so my hope is that like for for some folks like I get you're like I my my ecto's thrashed I would have to do all the stuff to fix it for the folks who want to like use their old stuff and mix and match i wish that hasbro would create that opportunity not and i get that like why they're making the choice to reduce the possibility of somebody selling it as the original in a counterfeit way but i think i wish that they would find a better way to illustrate that counterfeitness than making the accessories not work together and my my example here would be um in 2002 2001 Mattel did a Masters of the Universe re-release. They took the original... Do you remember this? No. So the original... This was kind of weird, but it was kind of like the same thing Kenner did. Or Hasbro did. Mattel no longer had the molds for their original figures. They're gone, right? In the 80s, they became like truck anchors. Some or like they, became, they didn't become... Tr- that would be weird. A truck anchor would be a very interesting thing. Became like boat anchors, right? They'd just become like whatever it gets pilfered out into scrap metal in taiwan so they bought up tons of mint on mint card figures and then they scanned all the packaging and they cast new molds from them and they made all the accessories everything almost exactly the same as the original with the small deviations of changing the color of the plastic slightly in some cases, or changing a paint application, or in the case of the figure's feet, they put a lip on the bottom of everybody's foot, so now they would stand up better. But it's easy to take those figures and flip them over and identify, yeah, this is not an authentic original He-Man, right? But can you use his sword with any of the other figures in the line over the years? Yeah. So I hope that if Kenner is going to keep doing this or Hasbro is going to keep doing this, that they facilitate the ability to use the parts between the old stuff and the new stuff. And they don't create a new category of stuff you need to collect. Because I think that would create better play opportunity for people who have their nostalgic toys and want to get together with their kids. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I get the need to sort of like, and I guess part of the reason I'm saying that is, um, Look, these are not going to be worth money. Like I'm going to put money, I will I will actually go on record saying that that I don't ever see the Kenner Classics re-releases. Like I know a bunch of us bought several of them and we're like, I need a copy on card, I need a copy off card. They're never going to be worth any money. There's too many of them. There's way too many of them out there. There's not enough demand for them. They're going to be like re-release figures that come out for other lines that they will never reach the same value of a a loose figure that is in mid-condition. So to me, the notion of like preserving some sense of exclusiveness between them makes no sense because they're probably never going to be any more valuable than the average loose figure you find on the market. But I could be wrong.
1: I mean, I I don't think part of my collecting is based off of if they're going to be... Uh, valuable later or not? I oh mean, no! I, I like I like having having them on card just because it's like oh I get to look at the packaging again. Yeah,
0: no i I don't mean you. I don't mean you're collecting. I mean that the oh, Hasbro the general, logic yeah. of, of why you can't have to make the figures in a different way. To do you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah, the only no, reason I mean, you need I, to I preserve that. that like ex that exclusiveness or that um, authenticness is because the original figure has some sort of cachet or value it's the vision question right like not to be like pull us out of the spoiler zone but is an e is a kenner classics egon egon or is the one you had as a kid egon like you know so yeah and there is an intent there to be like we're going to change the hole in the back of the figure so that it's fundamentally a different figure you can't use them interchangeably right and so i don't know maybe i'm trying like i'm navel gazing too much about the whole thing but I just hope that if they're going to continue to do it, then do it in a way that lets people play as it lets as opposed to lets people collect, because the reality is they're not really collector's items. We treat them like they are. But above all the other, I mean, I would argue the plasma series is more of a collectible than these are. These are toys for kids and if you find value in owning it because you liked having one when you were a kid, it's no different than if you were to go out and buy a Mr. Potato Head off the shelf today and be like, I loved Mr. Potato Head as a kid and I want one for my office. But by no means would you be buying like an exclusive collectible that is highly sought and needs to be pre-ordered because it's just Mr. Potato Head. And that's kind of where I'm at on a whole Kenner Classics thing.
1: No, and, that, and that makes sense. I mean, I... I don't know. I'll probably it just depends on what comes out after this, you know? It'd be like, "Don't yeah. have space. Do I want to get it?" I like I said I think this is more of a curiosity test for me. Like, will these actually show up?
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's there's that. Like there's a there's totally a reason like to just pull off a pre-order just to be like, "I'm fascinated. I'd like to be a fly on the wall to watch this chaos and see if it rains again." Right? But I just went I don't I don't even I don't even really care. Like if I if they were to show up, I wouldn't be like, great, they're here. I'm so excited. I'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and that's when I was just like.
1: I think I'd yeah. get super excited and be like, oh, my God, it actually worked.
0: Walmart yeah, did something like, right. We have vaccines and real Ghostbusters figures from Walmart. Life is progress amazing. Progress can happen.
1: <laughs> See, that's what I want to do is I want to go to Walmart to get, my, to get my first dose of vaccine. Uh, then immediately go walk around and lick the Kenner Ghostbuster section.
0: Dude, that is not possible. The bots have are going to beat you to both of those things and you know it. The bots are gonna um, lick them. Well, the bots are gonna beat you to the figures. So but to be fair, I mean I think you can still pre order them. But again, I don't know what that means. Because you could pre order the last bunch of stuff too, and then they would just cancel it out from under you. So um uh, you know, I don't I don't know. Like at this point, I think pre ordering something from Walmart has the same level of assurance as like somebody telling you that the vac that the that you're that we're going to be out of the pandemic next week. (laughs)
2: Like,
0: okay, I guess we'll wait and see if that's true. (laughs) If it happens, cool.
1: If not, (laughs) probably not not. stay
0: the course. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, it's just it's taking up it's taking up phantom space on a credit card, you know? Yeah, the charge is there, it'll be gone in like a couple more days, and then. If I get charged again, I'll be like, cool, they're on the way. And if I don't, I'm like, I didn't waste any money.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, so instead, I dropped a bunch of money on uh, a bunch of prints from Scott C, um, which I don't know if you are into any of the Scott C artwork, but I am.
1: I, I looked at the Ghostbuster one. I, I, I it was sold out by the time that I looked at it. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I don't no, I don't cool. have a lot of space for prints on the wall.
0: I have, I like them because they're little five by five prints and they're oh, all okay. like the same, like they're all tiny. They're all like little, like five by fives that go in square frames. And, um, they're all like, like, I don't know if, if you if folks out there, if you've never really looked at Scott C's stuff, he's the guy who does the showdowns web comic. And, um, he basically takes like these fun little drawings of, uh, the heroes of a show or a movie and then against the villain of the show. And they're like shaking hands, like friends and My favorite one he's ever done. uh, I'll send you a picture of it some point later, maybe. Is uh, it's a cartoon drawing of John McClane, and with his bloody feet, and then on the ground next to him are a bunch of smiling and waving pieces of glass.
2: (laughs) Aww, that's
0: adorable. And it's supposed to be... It's in a series of, like, the showdown between the hero and the principal villain of the movie. And Scott C's interpretation is that the principal villain of Die Hard is not Hans Gruber, but is instead broken
1: Broken glass.
0: glass. And I love that. (laughs) That
1: that is pretty good.
0: It's such a good read of Die Hard that the actual villain of Die Hard is broken glass. Like... (laughs) So... Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen them, uh, go to the There's some pretty interesting prints, although they, the, the, he did have limited series ones that were only 48 hours, but he's got really cool enamel pins. If you haven't seen those, they've like, he has a stay puffed one and he's got a groundhog day set that comes like with with Phil Connors and the groundhog. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to own that. <laughs> like that's amazing. So I did not buy like $150 worth of uh, real Ghostbusters toys, but I did buy like $150 worth of enamel pins and art this week because I went, well, I can still buy Ghostbuster stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually,
0: I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I needed to resolve my FOMO somehow. Exactly. <laughs> my fear of missing out needed to be needed to make sure that I didn't miss out on something else. Like I was just there we go. We're going to sate that beast. Um, yeah. So I hope you get them. I hope you get them quickly. I hope when you get them, they are not destroyed. Um, I mean, they're. Com-
1: the, I mean, I only bought one set. They're coming out of package, so.
0: So you don't care at this point. I, I mean, like,
1: okay. The 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 ecto ones coming out of package. If the two ghosts, if the packages are are clean, then they'll just go on the shelf. Awesome. I mean, I already have a fearsome flush. Um, yeah. Out. I have two actually. I know. I know. I have my original one at my mom's house and in, in the garage. Uh, that I found one at a swap meet that I cleaned up. That's in really good condition. So like fearsome flush. If if the package is completely destroyed, I'll pop them open. It'll be cool to have them next to each other. Um, but if the packages are good, the the ghosts will probably stay. But the the ecto one's getting opened. At least yeah. You know, I mean, I would
0: open. That's. I mean, I I feel stupid sometimes because I own the Playmobil ecto one and ecto one a and they are in the box, which is like. Why that's, do I own
1: them? That's the one that me and Zelda like to play with is the Playmobil Ecto-1. I missed the Ecto-1A and I'm kind of bummed because I don't have an Ecto-1A.
0: It was harder to get. Like it was not, it wasn't sold for as long. Well, then and it, I recently, so I don't, you know.
1: Maybe within like the last six months I found that on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it was 50 bucks. I'm like, okay, I, I don't have 50 bucks right now. I should get it. But I don't have it. So I'll wait. And then it was like 75. And then I'm it like, sells out. I'm like, okay, I, I really need to jump on this. And then it hit think was like 82. I'm like, I just need to buy it. The next day when I actually had money, it was sold out. I was like, Oh
0: yeah, no, that's what happens with that thing is it gets produced and it doesn't get produced in the same numbers as the Ecto one. And then, uh, it will end up on Amazon being sold by Amazon at its normal price. And then it gets bought up by Amazon resellers who then begin listing it at one and a half to two times. its price. Yeah. Right. And so, but like, I never see it anywhere else ever. Uh, and that is where I got mine. It was from was from from Amazon, and right now I just looked for fun. You could get the Ecto One A from Amazon. But there's only eight left in stock, and you could buy it from. Uh, apparently, ships from Amazon Direct for the low, low price of one hundred and sixty nine dollars and ninety nine cents.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's just a different decal set. I don't think it makes different noises or has anything. It has else. a
0: different. Well, it has different lights because it has the um. It has like the light bars are different and it's got the signs on the side as stickers, whereas the Ecto-1 doesn't. So it's a little bit different and it comes with an entire set of real Ghostbusters or rather um, Ghostbusters 2 figures. So the original Ecto-1 comes with Janine and Winston, I think. Yeah. Whereas this one comes with all four of the Ghostbusters uh, in their gray suits with slime blowers and plastic slime accessories and Slimer inside of like a hologram trap. Right, so it's a bigger set than the other one was because it comes with more figures, right? Got it. But that's part of the reason people chase it too, is because unless you bought each of the individual one, you know, uh, Ghostbusters two figures, that, that was the way you would get all four of the figures in their gray suits, and how you yeah. would get the slime blowers in theory. So, and I, to be honest, I have all, all of the individual Ghostbusters sets, but I don't think I have the Ghostbusters two ones. Um, I might've got them I, like at like the a dollar
1: store. I I'm looking at it right now. I think I have a handful of the Ghostbusters two ones. I, well, I got all my stuff at Toys R Us before it went out of business honestly, and the when the they were on to discount those, too. So then I was like, okay, I'll the buy The place
0: it. to find them now is you can find those, the single, you know, figure ones, the little smaller play sets um family dollar stores and like the dollars like the other dollar store chain that I can't remember the name of right now that's in our town uh they had them in the toy department yeah and i picked i picked them up there for like a dollar a piece like just <laughs> like boom uh so and that was probably uh i want to say maybe 6 months before the pandemic and I just looked and Amazon told me that I bought the Ecto-1A on February 4th, 2020. So a month before the pandemic started is when I got my Ecto-1A from Amazon. So nice. Um, yeah. There's that. But yeah, I, I feel stupid to some extent though, because I've still never taken them like out of the box. And so why do I own them? <laughs> like, I mean, I,
1: I, we, I think we all own so many box things that we just kind of look at and, It just depends. Like you kind of look at it and say, like, I got it. I don't have to worry about that. Or yeah, but I guess like, I don't know. Or
0: I, I think I have such a deeper appreciation for window boxing. I think this is why I really like the way NECA figures and like black series figures. And like, I don't buy, I don't, I don't collect star Wars figures. Right. But like, that's why I like the plasma series figures too, is like, if you decide you don't want them out on display, or it's easier for you to store your stuff in box. You can put them back in the box, right? Like, and yeah. they're a window box and they still look good, you know? So I like that. And I like the, the NECA figures in particular, I think, do that very well because they have a good, like, um, uh, like diorama backdrop behind them, you know? So like each of those, as I'm unboxing my Back to the Future figures uh, and doing my slow burn on unboxings, I find that I really like the part where I realized that, Oh, there's a backdrop of like the Hill Valley courthouse in the background behind this. (laughs) that I can use in a context that if I wanted to build a diorama, it's kind of cool. So,
1: yeah, no, I mean, but NECA does a lot of things, right. And a lot more wrong, but
0: (laughs) do you mean I shouldn't have to give my figures a hot water bath before I do anything with them?
1: You know what? I'm going to say I knock on wood. I've been very, very lucky that I have not, I have to, to, uh, Figure bath to move my figures. I just kind of yeah. like I just work them very slowly.
0: Slowly, slowly and carefully. And I understand that my NECA figures do not have the range of motion of my other figures. They just don't. I did have, have an at-
1: issue with my Baxter Stockman that I unboxed from my cartoon set of Ninja Turtles, where I want to move his arm in the range where it's supposed to be, and it popped off.
0: Yeah. And I've like and there's somewhere I'm like I'm like i my Marty McFly on the hoverboard is um he has he came out of the box with a weird angle to one of his legs that like if you were to try and stand him he wouldn't have stood upright and reworking him where he was supposed to be was uh a tenuous and nail biting affair let <laughs> yeah. I just put it at that where I was like okay we're gonna try okay 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 but I didn't want to go like throw them in water right like because see the other part of I'm like I shouldn't have to do that but
1: yeah, um, I was, I was I able know. to get Baxter's arm back in, so he's in a good position, and yeah, I mean his arm that's is good. loose to where if you do move it, it will pop off again. But I mean he's displayed now, so I don't have any intent of moving him. It.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I think like um, I this is my sort of way, of sort of transitioning out of this and coming off the Kenner thing. Every toy company has its has its flaws, right? Like, and I think that's important to think about. And collecting because I think it's easy to just be like, this company sucks for this reason, and this company suck. They all have things that are not great about them. And in yeah. my case, like, I think NECA's case is a durability issue. Like, look, let's be real. With the exception of the proton streams on the real Ghostbusters figures, like, you could, there's a reason they still exist. There's a reason some people have them, it's because they didn't just blow apart unless it was Egon's necktie. Uh, yeah exactly different fucking story but (laughs) for fright features egon's necktie no one has um but uh but for the most part you know they were figures that didn't like your their limbs didn't just snap off and they were made in a way that they survived the amount of play that we had for them and NECA figures definitely would not have you know so there's problems with every single toy manufacturer and I think it's important to keep that in mind for, I think it's important too to just kind of what makes you happy, you know? And I think, and I think it, so many times you get caught up in the need to chase figures and make sure we're part of this like wave of collecting and being on top of the next thing and helping chase links and find all the shit. And I have to be honest, like this week for me was very much like watching other people find what they needed and being like, cool. I'm glad you got what you need. And, it was nice to not have to feel like I was pressured to go get some shit, you know? So I don't know. Um, So I hope that doesn't make me a stick in the mud, but um, that was my take on the Kenner thing. I hope that everybody gets their stuff and that they are happy with what they get. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, it was easy to pre-order. So I took a chance, you know, the first set of Kenner's was very hard to get very hard to pre-order. The links kept dying and, it was just like, okay, Oh, I you know, remember. Yeah. I'm not going to do it again. But then this time I was like, even after they went, you know, they went up on site. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to. Then I talked to a friend and then I was like, okay, if I can order them now easy through my phone app, I will. And they all three popped up. So I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Do you
0: know what's screwed up is that to this day, there are still two sets of links for those figures. Of course there is like, there's still two Vankman links and two. and And like, And at this point, one of them is still stocked by nothing but three third-party sellers. And it's so weird because the SKU changed and they didn't, and like, you know, we was beating a dead horse, but I don't think that problem will ever happen the same way. I think that that was a unique set of circumstances that because of a product change, meaning the packaging change, they had to create an entirely new SKU, which created two SKUs in the database. Like none of that was the reason why like for instance your ghost popper didn't ship right like that the reason your ghost poppers didn't ship is because walmart sucks yeah (laughs) because walmart just was like nope we're not fulfilling these orders uh yeah walmart was like yeah pass no it's an in-store only exclusive now and then like four weeks later they're like by the way you can buy it online again now like and yeah that but that wasn't two skews right that was just other walmart nonsense so that's kind of the point too. Is I think that each time they do this, they solve one dilemma that they have in their pre-ordering problems and processes, and then they create a new one. So like, I don't know. I just hope everybody gets their stuff, and I'm gonna shut up now about it now. Um, yeah. So.
1: Well, I know we're we're almost at the we're almost at the time mark. We may have to save the getting, next subject for the next episode.
0: Well, I don't know. Should we save it? <laughs> Or should we uh, touch on it and then we can revisit it next week or next next time? We can kind of throw it out there and get chewing on it. What do you think? Uh, we could we could
1: briefly briefly touch on it and then save the save the chunk of it for the next one.
0: I I think it's like a critical thinking question that you can send home with the class at the end of the day and tell them we're going to talk about it at the beginning of the next the first ten minutes of the next class. <laughs> I
1: like it. I like it.
0: <laughs> Not to use a teaching analogy, but um, so I was. In a forum discussion this week um, that someone posed the question, imagine someone just gave you $500 in eBay credit. How would you use it?
1: Dildos. (laughs) $500 worth of dildos.
0: But why would you buy them from eBay? I would not want $500 worth of eBay dildos. Listen, like eBay dildos have odd sourcing potentially. I, I never know?
1: said used dildos.
0: No, that's the problem is like you buy things from eBay that you think are new appliances but they're actually like salvaged, right? Like from uh, a flooded a, a flooded store or that's like That's my next uh,
1: that's my next band's name. Salvaged Dildo.
0: Salvaged Dildos? I like it. It's good. Um, <laughs> I would like, see that band a, But that's, I mean, it's real Like People buy salvage pallets Right, there's a whole industry of that Like you can buy a pallet of returned goods Why hasn't uh, anybody if,
1: done that With like a salvage dildos Turn it into like a lamp Or something nice to put in your garden I
0: think they have, actually I saw a video this week Not to get totally off topic But I can't remember what band it was But somebody sent me a video of like uh, somebody playing drums with dildos. I mean, that's just, <laughs> as, that's easy. His drumsticks. And I was like, that's fascinating. Um, that's what no, salvaged I mean, dildo will do. I think there probably are salvaged sex toys on eBay. Like, because there's salvaged everything on eBay. Like, there's there's people who buy up pallets of returned and damaged box goods all the time. And I would firmly believe that, like, without question, there has to be someone who buys up pallets of, like, that include vibrators and dildos. I'm I'm literally, this is now a Googling thing while we're talking about this. It has to be.
1: I, what about vintage sex toys?
0: OK, so that's like what you'd spend the money on, on eBay because like that's it's like going to America's garage sale. Sure. So gonna why not? Aunt, Be you're like, going to buy Aunt Pearl Sibian that's powered by steam.
1: I mean, imagine like imagine going to a dinner party at my house and they're like, oh, Frankie, look at your office. This is cool. You got a bunch of Ninja Turtles. You got some signed powering. What's that? Be like, it's the world's first dildo.
0: These Benoit balls <laughs> were carved from ivory tusks 700 years ago.
1: Hunted from the woolly mammoth.
0: <laughs> like, like these would Still not have the, the dna the of money. a
1: caveman on it
0: this is not how i would spend the money um for the record that's I mean, not, it's not
1: how i'm going to but i think it'd be funny
0: um it is a uh, it is a strange way to spend the money i hadn't thought of that's fair um you can probably hear me typing right now on mike and i'm sorry but i'm now oh my god it's real liquidation.com has salvage palette auctions. They don't have any currently, but they do have a category for Sex Toys by Palette.
1: I, I, I know what I'm doing tomorrow.
0: That's <laughs> oh, gonna be our Lord. first that's
1: gonna be our first hit singles, Sex Toys by Palette. By Salvage okay. Dildo.
0: And also just by happenstance, because I've made this Google search, I need to tell you that I have somehow found myself with a PDF that discusses a Utah ordinance
1: somehow found himself with. Yeah, right.
0: Um, hang on. What? All right. So I want you to know that I've found a, a law that is about land use in Utah and about businesses that may not operate within certain distances of other places and talking about businesses that might be Operating in ways that create moral turpitude, and so they have to define a series of terms. And in this document, they define um, several different criteria's of business, and one of these is businesses that sell sexual devices. So I would like you to know that in Exhibit A of these legal proceedings that are part of the of Ordinance Number Two Thousand and Nineteen in the Utah State Government. A sexual device is defined as any three-dimensional object designed for stimulation of the male or female human genitals, anus, buttocks, female breast, or for sadomasochistic use or abuse of oneself or others, and shall include devices commonly known as dildos, vibrators, penis pumps, cock rings, anal beads, butt plugs, nipple clamps, and physical representations of the human genital organs. Sexual device does not include devices primarily intended for protection against sexually transmitted diseases or for preventing pregnancy. What I have just discovered in the process of reading this passage is if you go and you buy a vibrating tentacle toy, not a sexual device.
1: (laughs) The more you know.
0: But if it's a vibrator in the shape of a dick, it is a sexual device. Utah is going to be the site of the next birth of hentai porn. The more you know. So, what would you spend the five hundred dollars on on eBay now that I took us down that completely Willy Wonka tunnel of terror style delivery of current Utah law?
1: <laughs> I, I I think I, I think I need I think I need an episode to think about this now.
0: Oh God, I do too, but I don't want to. I, I'm now now I'm I'm gonna end. I know it's gonna happen. I'm gonna end up in a deep dive.
1: I'm so glad that's on your no, search history and computer. and
0: zoning, because I can't believe that they went as far as to be like, also, sadomasochistic use of things on yourself, not just other people. Don't think you're getting around this sex toy definition by saying, but I'm not having sex. But you are. You are. You are.
1: <laughs> My
0: gosh. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. That's what happens when the train derails from the tracks. <laughs>
1: but it's fun to watch or listen to. <sighs>
0: yeah. And if you're careful, it might lead you into um, an old subway tunnel that has Ghostbusters or Ninja Turtles in it. Because that's a thing you do in the late 80s or early 90s. Using dildos on movie, each other. You take your movie to an abandoned subway tunnel um, as a random left turn. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. So next week, like that's our and for our next episode. I do want to talk about this. What would you spend the 500 bucks on? You, should we increase the dollar amount, amount just to be like, go crazy on this? No, I think
1: 500 like, is oh. a reasonable. I think so I, I'm not- going to make a cart. I'm going to make an eBay like wish page. Put some (laughs) items in it. We can. We can do that. Should we set ground rules? Are you like?
0: Do you have to pay the price that's being listed, or are you allowed to offer best offer? (laughs) Like,
1: no. I think it should be just be buy it nows only.
0: I think I would just use it to bid the most worthless Pez dispenser up to five (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars, just as an artistic performance piece, right? Like. Watch me. I'm going to spend $500 on a button. <laughs> and I need to create several accounts to counter bid against me for the thing just, nobody just wants. Just
1: to bid it up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like yeah. it. So that's my plan, but it may not result in something good. So I think i I'm not going to think about something better. I'm definitely not buying salvage sex toys. I'm definitely not going to Utah and I'm going to be okay because I'm not going to, sadomasochistically do anything to myself between now and the next episode hey Can hey you hey say hey. that
1: about yourself you can't predict the future you can't predict that you can't promise that
0: that's true I also don't know what the side effects of this vaccine are so
1: <laughs> well I mean you, we may find out
0: that's you know and once you buy I a know. bunch of
1: salvaged sex toys
0: but maybe one of the side effects of the vaccine is it turns you into a raving sex lunatic who knows
1: too late. <laughs>
0: now's the time everyone if you ever wanted to get away with something go out and get a vaccine the vaccine made me do it the vaccine made me do it i (laughs) I didn't mean to buy 14 different ghostbusters figures and swap out all of the uh plasma streams for bendable straws exactly did you see that by the way
1: yeah i did it's it's yeah (laughs)
0: For those of you listening out there who are members of the YHS Group Therapy Group, you may have seen this because somebody posted an amazing photo of uh, someone. What I loved about the photo was that somebody actually took the attention to detail to get colored straws that match the colors of the proton stream. (laughs) It showed such a ridiculous attention to detail to create something that looked kind of like the proton streams because what they did was cut up these little like coffee stirrer straws and make their own proton streams but then go and buy plasma series figures and return them with those garbage straws put back in the box and i was just like why would you even bother like if your plan was just to steal the proton streams why wouldn't you just assume that no one who works at target or walmart is paying that much attention (laughs) like that but lo and behold there's a lot of creativity involved in that. Yeah, in that the particular fi- figure scam.
1: swapping or uh, figure swapping is a little is a, is an interesting road.
0: That's what I'm going to do with my $500. I'm going to buy $500 worth of shit figures <laughs> that I can then use as the fodder for swapping for better things. There you go. I'm never paying for action figures again. I'm just going to scam everyone. Also, so we're clear, I'm not serious everybody. <laughs> but Don't steal figures. It's a dick move.
1: It is a dick move. Don't do it.
0: Hurts the hobby. It's not good. Don't do it. Anyway, on that note, figure out. What are you going to do with that
1: $500? (laughs) Figure out.
0: I'm going to figure it out. You figure it out. Um, Maybe we could pool our $500 and get $1,000 worth of sex toys. Yeah.
1: As long as they're salvaged.
0: Yeah. I like now I like how we've talked me into an idea I said was terrible. Let's do this. Okay. All right. So next week we'll talk about this. Uh, Anybody out there who has any ideas or wants to follow up or likes to want to offer up some ideas of other stuff we could talk about. I'm on Instagram as Venk Maniac. I'm also on Twitter as Venk Maniac and I'm on Facebook as Jim Maritato because that's who I am.
1: Yeah. Hit him up and send them all the dildo pics.
0: Yeah. So yeah, put, do you want anybody to bother you or no?
1: No, they could bother you with the dildo picks. I'm fine with this.
0: All right. So if you have a dildo that you have are salvaging from somewhere and you'd like to share with, with me uh, or with Frankie, you now know where to find out. Share, how to contact share it with Frankie us. through Jim. Yes. Um, but not. Yeah, no, we're just going to stop there. there <laughs> that, that could be taken to so many more levels of euphemism that are not necessary. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, for real. If there's anything out there you would like to add or have us talk about on the show, uh, by all means, feel free to hit us up and say so. Because it's nice to hear from people sometimes. Maybe we should get a social media account. Maybe we shouldn't. Eventually. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get one, um, but only in a really obscure place. Like, I'm just going to get a Yahoo Answers account.
1: Okay, so if you want to talk to us, go ahead and contact Jim at OnlyFans.com. Send them all your dildo pictures. I'm not
0: getting an OnlyFans. He's
1: starting an OnlyFans.
0: I'm not starting an OnlyFans. He's starting an OnlyFans. If I'm starting an OnlyFans, then it's only so that that way I can post animated photos that I've made on the MyHeritage website (laughs) of my action figures. So, you can watch them come in and do sexy poses of people who are old and out of date. And on that note, <laughs> um, I have been Jim.
1: I have been Frankie.
0: This has potentially, theoretically, and possibly been a podcast. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.
2: Peace.